to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, where your humble, happy host, starting a little bit late today on today's radio show, having some technical issues. Julie, I think you're on. I hope I am. Can you hear me? You I hear you perfectly great. So that's okay, one good. last thing to worry about. Good. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Server was too busy. Not really sure what that means. I think it's some sort mm-hmm. of mysterious. Yeah. Doesn't right. Like We're not going to worry about that. So, look, guys, we really appreciate the feedback we've been receiving from all of you about the radio show. Um, you know, I, Julie and I like to show a lot of gratitude towards all of you, all of our regular listeners, and it's nice to get some of that in exchange. I love, love, love hearing the stories of the success you guys have had with some of the, you know, longtime listeners where you sort of you – know, the funny ones are always the ones where I listened to you guys two years ago, and, you know, I wasn't sure what you were saying. I was so deep into the idea of building a team maybe, or, you know, doing these other things like buying leads, and I listened more and more, and now I didn't agree with 90% of what you guys had to say, and then starting, you guys started to win me over, and I started to this and the other thing. I had an email from somebody uh, who told me that basically at this, this was his best year ever, and I'll tell you, I won't tell you his name, but I'll tell you how much he earned, $900,000 in commissions, great, right, good year, Job. Uh, but he did not buy any leads. His total cost to run his business, Julie, his mm-hmm. total all in total cost was uh, eighty five grand. So he basically <laughs> had virtually a ninety percent profit Proof margin. Proof that it can be done, listeners. Proof that it can be done. Yeah. Well, Love but that—that's—that's that's the fallacy that just really is, I think, poisoned our industry. Is the belief mm-hmm. that you have to have huge overhead and you have to be doing branding and marketing and doing all this lead buying and all this other, you know, absolute. Really, guys, it's just not even necessary for most of you. The guy I just told you about, I mean, his name is Joe, by the way. That's all I'll say. But the guy I'm telling you about, Joe, you know, he is uh, now uh, the number one agent in in his mar- in his brokerage, and his brokerage is the number one brokerage in his market. That's kind of cool, guys. Doesn't buy any leads. Gets generates his bit now so he could easily go out and dominate Zillow and all the other sources to buy leads. He could easily go out and start doing a bunch of branding and marketing, doing all the other things that everyone thinks they have to in order to be, you know, basically at his level in his market. But he de- he hasn't had to and neither will you. So are we 100% against, you know, just to answer some of the emails we've been getting and, you know, summarize our answers to a lot of emails, are we 100% against, you know, buying business? You know, let's just call it what it is. When you're buying an impression, you're buying a lead, or you're paying a referral fee, or you're just doing anything that essentially where it involves you spending money in hopes of getting business, you are buying business. Are we 100% against that? Hell no, of course we're not. But what we are against is the idea that you guys are thinking that that's the only way to build your business, that you guys are really a lot of, and this is what I think is sad and scary, there's so many folks that have come into the business in the last like 10 years where all these paid sources for leads have become so dominant and prominent in, in the minds of you know agents and brokers alike that they think they have to buy leads, but you don't. Now, look, if you get to a point in your business where you want to start adding a spoke of paid lead generation, then go for it. Let's talk about it. Let's decide which one's going to be the best for you, given your market and your market conditions. But just to summarily think that you have to be successful, you have to build a team, be successful, you have to buy leads, be successful, you have to do branding and postcards and billboards, 
Guys, it's just not true. It never has been true. It never will be true if your goal is to focus on profit on investment, which is something that uh, – a little phrase that we that we actually thought of while on the radio not too long ago. But opposed to return on investment, guys, let's focus on profit on investment because, after all, that's what matters most. Look at Joe's profit on investment, 90%. I mm. love it. So, Julie, any interesting emails and whatnot to share uh, before we get to the heart of today's show? Well, I have a very long email, so I'm going to just kind of uh, edit for clarity and conciseness here and give a shout-out to Candace Gladson, who is in the Denver area. So any great referrals for the Denver and surrounding area, Lakewood and that kind of uh, location, Candace Gladson with a D is your agent. And she uh, talks about quite an interesting story of moving different markets, locations everywhere from Naperville, Illinois, and then La Jolla, California, and now to Denver. So, of course, just the move alone can be disruptive. But layer on top of that, uh, getting into some various things like property management and then ultimately having a second job to pay for insurance. So Candace has been through a lot and says, I've been listening to your daily podcast and, and the Wednesday group session. So she's one of my great premier students, but haven't yet made the call to schedule my coaching call, today's podcast, and possible opportunity to talk with you personally. I consider it divine intervention. Well, you're giving us a lot of credit there, but we appreciate that. And of course, we are always here for you guys. We don't hide out from our clients, from our members. And I will be calling you personally this afternoon to sort some of the things out that you put in your email. So, again, uh, shout out to Candace Gladson doing a great job in Denver, about to have what hopefully will be her best year ever. We'll talk about that. And she refers to the Premier Coaching Class. So a lot of the stuff we're doing in Premier is preparing you guys right now to launch into your best years ever, not just Candace, but for all of you, whether you're a member now or you're about to be, we do a lot of preparation so that you're not just hitting January 1st, getting ready to get started to someday possibly feel like participating in your best year ever. Back to you, Tim. Well, you know what? That's the heart of it, right? This time of year, it's obviously going to be slower with buyers and sellers. Some of you guys are in holiday markets, so things actually are just starting to pick up this time of year, whereas the you know ski season or whatever starts to take a hold. But here's the thing that all of you need to be wrapping your minds around. Like, if you guys knew, this is kind of a fun mindset thing, right? If you knew that you were in the right place at the right time, if you knew for sure, uh, you can go back in in history, and you go back and look at your own life, and think about, had you known, for example, about the IPO of Google, you would have bought the stock, wouldn't you? Some of you did, I imagine. Had you known back in, say, 2006, early 2007, that the housing market was about to crash, you would have done different things maybe in the leading up to it than you maybe did. There's lots of little pivots in history where you've had the opportunity, had you been, I think, aware of it, have you been situationally aware of what was going on around you, not just in your own immediate economy, but overall? You probably would have done things differently to maximize the potential for you to be of contribution for others, but also obviously to make money, right? True. I think we can all agree to that. You're at one of those points right now. Every single one of you in every single market and every single price range, it does not matter. You are at that point now. Why? Because external things, they don't determine your actual personal economy. Meaning, if you're in a market, and I just don't know some of you guys are, or the, and actually, Julie, you read a great article this morning on actually foreclosure activity. We're going to put an article about that. Uh, Gina's writing. It's going to go on the uh, from the Atlantic. There's a very interesting little factoid. Some of you guys want more uh, information to back up the fact that some markets are indeed 
in a recession already. Housing markets are in some markets are doing extremely well. You know, so that's where I'm going with this is that you guys all have to have a very intimate knowledge of what's going on in your individual market. And realize that even if you're in one of these markets where you're starting to see property values drop, that does not mean that there's not a, a huge abundance of opportunity. It just means that you need to pivot so you can take advantage of that opportunity. I was on a coaching call this morning with Rob Johnson in Greenwich, Connecticut, one of the most expensive areas in the country. And Rob is, you know, one of the most successful agents in the country. And he's been a superstar on our show before. And you guys can listen to his uh, listen to his interview. So I'm talking with Rob, and he's in an area where you're talking about – like, you know, billionaires buy there. Greenwich is essentially, has been and always will be one of the wealthiest areas, highest income, you get the idea. In his marketplace, he is, well, he and I, for the past year, has, we've been seeing anything over about $3 million is really a buyer's market. Anything less than $3 million is a seller's market. So that's kind of interesting. Now, Rob had and has a lot of inventory up near $10 million. So his $10 million stuff, is, it's ta- it is selling, and he's an incredible agent, but it's just taking longer to sell, whereas the activity, what's, you know, what's creating cash flow for him is the stuff that's less than $3 million. So it's kind of interesting. In his marketplace, it could be argued that the upper-end stuff is in recession because the prices are falling. The comp, like something sold you know, six months ago or 12 months ago, now the similar house is for sale. It's going to sell for less. That's the very definition of depreciation. So for those of you guys who are skeptical about whether it's going to even come to the, you know, the most gilded enclaves in the country, this housing slowdown that we've been predicting, well, guys, it's already happening, and it has been happening for some time all across the country. And a lot of markets, though, like I'm thinking of actually Austin, where we live, it, you can feel it in the upper ends, but in anything less than, say, a half million dollars, it's a feeding friend. Julie and I went and visited some of the new build reps that are, are around Austin because we, you know, we are always out there learning and trying to get information to improve our ability to, you know, provide you guys with direction what to do with your businesses. And we were visiting with uh, build reps who were uh, working for national companies, a lot of which we know personally uh, from, uh, you know, just real estate selling and also from our own uh, from the coaching business. And so we start asking these guys, what are they anticipating for the next 12 months? And every one of them to a person always starts out with this sort of rosy, optimistic thing. But then when they realize that, you know, we're not going to just go away with that information, then they'll start telling us, well, everyone is basically hedging. They're all putting in place plans in case that, you know, for example, the interest rates rise noticeably. They're all fearful of that. So, guys, the moral of the story is, is that there is a market shift that's taking place. Smart money is preparing for it, and I want you guys to be smart money. I want you guys to be prepared for no matter what's happening in the market and live by the rule that you are in the right place at the right time. Now, you absolutely have to take the right actions. So Julie and I are constantly looking for information, as I said, ways to improve ourselves so we can do a great job for all of you. And we love to read Tim Ferriss' blog. Now, some of you guys know Tim Ferriss from 4-Hour Workweek and 4-Hour Body, and he has a great uh, podcast himself and a great, you know, just really, I think, very inspirational um, author. And not to mention the fact that he and I practically have the same name. That's kind of cool, too. But so <laughs> Tim is uh, someone that if, you know, you, all of you guys are entrepreneurs who happen to be salespeople, happen to be real estate agents. That's, I adopt that. You are an entrepreneur who happens to be a salesperson. 
when you get good at this, when you get good at real estate, you can take the core skills that you've developed that we teach, by the way, as part of the uh, Premier Coaching Program. You can take that exact same information, you know, modify it, and apply it to really any business because it's all about a systematic sales-focused approach to accomplishing the goal. Well, so that's the reason Julie and I t- uh, tune into Tim because he's focused on entrepreneurs. You guys are entrepreneurs. This is great information from you. He read the he wrote this great uh, blog post and I really loved it. And Julie and I are going to uh, read it to you, and we're also then going to spin it in such a way that you guys can apply it directly to your businesses. Though frankly, it's already pretty much written perfectly for that sake. So if you're not dialed into Tim, definitely consider his podcast or uh, his blog at the very least. So this is what he called the uh, not to do list: nine habits to stop immediately. <laughs> These, a lot of these points just made me laugh. Yeah, so Julie, let's just go ahead and get to point number one. Yes. That's right. I mean, how many of you guys have a to-do list on your desk right now, and it might even be a to-do notebook or massive spreadsheet or what have you? So this is the not-to-do list, things to stop doing. Not-to-do lists are more effective than to-do lists for upgrading your performance. Why? Because what you don't do determines what you can do. That was a thought from Tim Ferriss, so we really liked that. Here are the top stressful, bad-for-you, time-wrecking habits for you to eliminate immediately. I love number one, do not answer calls from unrecognized or blocked phone numbers. It is a schedule-wrecking surprise that can keep you distracted for hours. If it's legit and important, they can leave a message and you can deal with it once you're in a position to. If it wasn't legit, they won't leave a message and you just got your time back. So I think that's pretty critical. When you look at your phone, you're like, I don't know, do I answer it? I don't answer it. It's unlisted. You know, why would you let that get you off of your schedule? Now, if you're just driving around doing nothing, which hopefully is not the case for most of you. Maybe you answer, maybe it's a lead, but really I think by and large it's better to just leave it to voicemail. If it's important, you can call them immediately back. So as a good coach and somebody that believes in urgency, Tim, I have to put the real estate spin. Don't make this mean that everybody goes to your voicemail all the time. One of the frustrating things we see is one of you guys will request help, and we'll call on your voicemails full. So if you do it this way, you got to check it and then call them back if it's important. Make sense, Tim? It does. So let me just give you one little suggestion. This is something I learned a long time ago, and it was from Mark Cuban, actually. It was a great point. Hmm. Uh, it is overwhelming the number of ways that people can communicate with you, right? It's just it's, it's too much. It's insane. Uh, Facebook and Twitter, and then they, you know, then there's the Snap, uh, the uh, whatever it is, and the, you know, uh, the Snapchat, and then there's your email, then there's your SMS, and then they can Facebook Messenger, then they can send you Facebook message. Relentless. Oh my gosh, it's relentless. There's too many. So what I need you guys to do is choose one way for people to communicate with you, and then tell them that. Now, is it probably is the most practical way is to have folks. Uh, call you, and then you can use your voicemail to basically help you organize, you know, essentially capture messages. What I personally do is when someone wants to talk to me or someone has a proposal for me or someone has any form of long communication that is necessary, and I have people on a regular basis that will say, Tim, I just want you for 10 minutes. I want to talk to you about this or the other thing. I always say, and guys, those of you who have teams or brokerages, this is a great idea too. I say, send me an email. Tell me what your challenge is and tell me three possible solutions to your particular challenge, and, um, and then we'll schedule. Okay? That's how I do it. Now, here's what the fun part that happens. I would say, and I know Jules does this too, 95% of the time when I, and I ask you guys, or and maybe it's a student, maybe it's a client, maybe it's someone who works with us, maybe it's a contractor, maybe it's somebody who wants us to be involved in their business, someone wants to be on a radio show, it doesn't matter. 
tell me what your challenge is or your proposal, and then tell me essentially if it's a someone wants to be on the radio show, I'll say, well, three things you'll bring to the radio. Or if it's like a, a, one of our uh, contractors, I'll say, and tell me three possible solutions. Doing that eliminates 90% of the follow-up because what they'll do is they'll start writing it, they'll figure out their own prob- the solution to their own problem, and then guess what happens? You actually don't even have to have that follow-up conversation. <laughs> so that is a yeah. great work eliminator. The last thing you guys need to do is make yourself easily accessible to folks that are not customers. That is a huge mistake. Julie, let's get through uh, hopefully at least one more point. You got it. The next point is number two, do not email first thing in the morning or last thing at night or while you have been partaking in anything that's gotten you off of your game. I have had clients send wackadoodle-looking emails at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I talk to them the next day, and they say, oh, yeah, I remember emailing you. Just ignore it. Right? So don't email first thing in the morning or last thing at night or after too many glasses of wine, for example. First thing in the morning scrambles your priorities and your plans for the day, and emailing at night gives you insomnia. Email can wait until at least 10 a.m., and much of it is irrelevant anyway. So I love no emailing first thing or last. Yes. Point, I love number, point three. number three. Do not, Go ahead. this is really incredible, guys. Do not agree <laughs> to meetings or calls. <laughs> this is awesome, isn't it? With no clear mm-hmm. agenda or end time. So think about that. If the desired outcome is to define clear, the desired outcome is to define clearly with a stated objective and agenda, listing topics, questions to cover. No meeting or call should uh, last more than 30 minutes. Request them in advance so that uh, they uh, can best prepare and make good use of the time together. So when you should never take a call. Now again, not necessarily when you're dealing directly with customers. So just put this in context. But avoid calls that are starting out where they feel comfortable have, treating it like a bullshit session. Do not ask about the weather. Do not ask about your this, that, or the other. Now, friends and family may be different, but for the most part, I'm helping you guys to hopefully you know, clear your minds and how basically you can get back control. Don't leave the impression that people can waste your time. That's the main thing. So, if, again, if someone's going to have a call, if you have a scheduled call, if you uh, have an assistant, have an agenda. Have a specific, you know, and if you guys are, if, for example, some of you brokers, you guys run sales meetings. Some of you guys run um, webinars that are your sales meetings or, you know, essentially they're conference calls. Have a specific agenda written down that everybody has so they know what to expect. And there's a very clear start time and end time. Otherwise, you will lose control of your time and then, you know, guess what happens? Nothing. Don't have any. So, all right. So yeah. point number four, Julie. But number four, do not let people ramble on incessantly. Forget about asking, how's it going, when somebody calls you back. Stick with, what's up, or I'm in the middle of getting something out, what's going on? I remember certain, especially when there were repeat clients to them and you knew they were going to be really, really long-winded, when you went to an appointment and said, I've got an appointment at 6, let's be efficient here, I want to take extra good care of you. So set the agenda, okay, um, and sit, again, your script, I'm in the middle of getting something out, but what's going on? A big part of what Tim Ferriss referred to GTD, which stands for Getting Things Done, great book recommendation, by the way, is what he calls GTP, getting to the point, right? Uh, there's another great quote that says, uh, don't bore us with the chorus, get to the point, <laughs> Okay, so no, no, it's, them go it's on don't bore it. Oh. It's don't, it's don't bore us. Get to the chorus, right? Yes, there you go. Yeah, you, so, you got close. Yeah, but we do it to ourselves by saying, "Hey, what's going on? How's it going?" We open ourselves up. So you've got to set the stage to begin with. Hey, I've got a couple of minutes. You know, my sister and I joke that when we call our mom, we have to say, "Hi, I gotta go," and then like two hours later, you have a chance of getting off the phone, 
right? So you've got to pre-program people. Maybe not in every case. Again, with family, it might be different, but don't let people go on forever. Some of you are in the midst of real estate deals and the other agent is torturing you this way. You can just put them on an email succinct thing or use the previous point that Tim said. What do you think we should do in this negotiation? Put a little bit back on them. Back to you, Tim. And you, and you guys can say things. Some of you are fearful that, oh, you guys are, you know, I'm going to come off as too direct and rude. And, like, you know, maybe you're amiable and you're not really very versatile, as, you know, the case with most people. And so, you, and, but you do want control of your time. You do want to get more stuff done. You do want to have, you know, basically some resemblance of organization to your day. So you can actually uh, predicate conversations with folks. You know, you're going to say, look, I have you, you know, I have 15 minutes for you. I wish I had more time. I'm just super time blocked today. What, you know, and then get right to it. So if you want to put a little softer edge on the, you know, forcing folks to have more respect for your time and get to the point, you can just add a little, you know, frosting to it to make people feel a little bit uh, like you're not just trying to hardball them, right? And some of you guys don't have the ability to hardball folks, but you do want to have not people suck, you know, time vampires is what Julie and I call them, and you want to put, keep the time vampires at the bay, you don't want to invite them in. Well, that's fine. Look, I wish I had more time to spend with you. I'm just super busy trying to get a lot done, have a lot of, you know, customer things I need to focus on. I've got 10 minutes carved out for you. What specifically is the issue? And remember, don't have a meeting with anybody until they sent you an email with a specific agenda or you've told them what the agenda is. Um, you know, chat, it doesn't matter. And so and route all communication back to one form, uh, be it email, which is my favorite personally. I have everyone, anyone who wants to get hold of me in any way, I give my email address as I'm about to do with you guys. And that's the way Julie and I sift and sort because we can manage things better and we control the com when the conversation happens and how long it takes, right? So uh, we're going to get to our other points tomorrow. Listen, guys, uh, we let all of you know that Julie and I are interested in taking five of you each as personal coaching clients, but maybe I created some confusion. You guys maybe got the impression. Now, this is the premier, uh, a lot of premier coaching clients you guys want to upgrade to premier VIP. What I'm talking about is actually what we call elite, and elite is where Julie and I personally do the coaching. But Premier VIP is one of our incredible coaches being your coach. A pre, a elite is, you know, obviously more of an obligation than uh, uh, the normal Premier VIP. But every Premier client we have, if you guys are interested in upgrading Premier VIP, where you have uh, essentially four calls per month with the same coach, higher level of interaction, essentially they become like your personal trainer. Uh, that is Premier VIP, and also that's available as well. So if you guys are interested, and some of you are now at the stage in your business in the year where you're saying, what am I going to do differently next year? What works? What doesn't work? What do I, you know? I challenge you to seriously consider hiring a coach. Somebody who is going to give you, tell you what you, what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear, that's really the greatest benefit of a coach. But you've got to be selective on who you actually choose to listen to because a lot of coaches, a lot of folks out there, you know, you've got to be careful. You've got to know somebody that's been there, done that. Every one of our coaches, and certainly Julie and I, we've sold real estate. We've sold a crap ton of real estate, as you guys know. That does matter. At least it should matter, right? So you can get hold of Julie and I anytime at Tim at uh, TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Now remember, whether you are ready to become a coaching client or not, I want you guys to grab those free books. The most important two books that we're giving to you are Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate 
uh, in the real estate treasure map. The real estate treasure map is critical that you get that done. It's a fill-in-the-blank business plan. We're going to give you a free copy of that, no strings attached. Just fill out that form, and you're also going to get a call back, and someone's going to give you uh, the opportunity to speak with one of our uh, new member enrollment coaches. And then what they'll do on the call, just in case you guys are curious, is they're actually going to walk you through how to get started on your uh, real estate treasure map on your business plan. Our goal is to make it so you realize you are in the right place at the right time. And yeah, look, guys, I realize we need to help some of you, a lot of you, all of you, take the right actions. And that's what we're doing, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, make 2017 your best year ever. It's all starting right now. Well, it started about three months ago, but it, you know, take this stuff seriously. Julie, anything else you'd like to say as we round the bend? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the best thing to say is do take it seriously. Don't wait. You know, we're getting down to it. Get rid of the getting ready to get started isms, right? Get your business plan done. If you haven't done your treasure map, get it done. My premier students, you know what you guys have got to do, and I'll see you this afternoon on our call. So, yes, take some time for yourself and your family. Have great holidays, but also realize that you've got to set that stage for next year being your best year ever. Everything is in place if you embrace it. And if you need a swift kick in the pants, you know where we are. <laughs> and that's why you're listening to us today. We're always here for you. We're your biggest fans and supporters. So we look forward to talking to you about the rest of these great points tomorrow on your do not list. And uh, I look forward to sharing that with them. So back to work. How many more points do we have, Julie? I think we have four more points. And then the next ones are actually a lot of fun. So make sure you guys yeah. listen to that. Uh, today. And so, like like I said, guys, if you need to reach out to us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Um, and we are going to be with you leading all the way. We're going to have uh, shows all the way through the holidays. And if you guys want to Tim and Julie real estate coaching radio show binge, go right ahead. They're all available for you uh, to listen to. And we have 800, almost 900. Did I tell you that, Julie? We have almost 900 shows. Did I tell you that? Gosh. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah. a lot, it's but insane. wow. <laughs> I know. Good thing they're labeled by listen. topic. <laughs> yes. Like and you guys, can, li- else. You guys yeah. can listen to those shows on TimAndJulieHarris.com. Uh, or you can go to iTunes. If you're on an Android, you can go to Stitcher. I mean, really, the show is everywhere. Oh, and we, and you know, uh, we were doing some PR uh, recently, and um, you guys can find us. Someone asked what section we're uh, number 17 under. It's our top 20 of all real, or see, all business education uh, podcasts on iTunes, and that's amongst. I think it's over. I don't know, it's tens of thousands of shows. So as far as uh, podcasts, not just for real estate agents, which is awesome, but in the whole business education section, we're one of the, I mean, well, I don't even know what, you know, top 0.001%, something like that. That's pretty awesome, guys, and that's, that's because of all of you. It's also interesting that we're starting to get emails from folks, Julie, who are not even in real estate but are starting to tune into us, probably because they find us from iTunes or whatever, and they're using our uh, suggestions as far as business stuff just for whatever else it is that they do. Mm-hmm. But here's always how it works, listeners, is they'll, maybe they come to us and they're you know, some other non-related real estate business. They'll hear us talking about the merits of being in real estate, and then the next thing you want, they want to know is how they get the real estate license. And Hey, look, I get it, guys. Selling real estate, in my opinion, is one of the greatest entrepreneurial opportunities that there there is full stop. It's just fantastic. It does not matter what's going on in your market, uh, where you are in the country. Selling real estate is incredible. And, hey, guys, our president is a real estate broker. Can't do much better with that than that. So we will talk to you on the radio tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. 
For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.